Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where in one day we have found out that we could have a cult of personality and a final countdown within the same month. It has lost the mid-card. We are back. Uh, we took a couple of weeks off uh, for uh, some personal reasons and whatnot, but we are back and we are here for a gigantic week in pro wrestling. Uh, I mean, shit, let's begin with Slammiversary this weekend, a tremendous show. Uh, live crowds returning to the WWE starting with Friday SmackDown, Money in the Bank on Sunday, and Raw on Monday. And then we've got AEW, which had many interesting, noteworthy items on uh, Dynamite tonight and a bombshell involving both CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. We are going to get into the bombshells to kick off the show. But first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way, typically every Thursday. And you can find the video version of the uh, of the show on the youtube as well head to our website litmcpodcast.com and that's where you'll find all the links to all the uh, all the ways that you can catch lost in the mid card i am your host jeremy bennett you can find me on the twitter at jb huskers as always my co-host he is on the twitter at raw f showtime it is mr matt black matt how's it going uh, today's pretty, uh, pretty fucking crazy, JB. Wow. Um, wow. Like if you didn't, you, if you didn't think this morning was big enough. Wow. Like 20 minutes before dynamite, another, you know, website wants to try to take their, take their shot at dropping a bomb. Holy hell. And we don't know how, let, look, let's be real. We don't know how accurate the, the latter report is, but if yeah. it's accurate, Oh boy. Mm. Well, it does fall in line. Uh, let's start off with that latter report that just came out literally right before Dynamite came onto the air. Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net is reporting that Daniel Bryan has signed a contract with All Elite Wrestling. Neither side has confirmed this at this time. Uh, a lot of people have said that uh, 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 Cassidy Haynes is pretty, pretty reliable. Uh, but uh, again, this is not confirmed, but uh, it is uh, interesting because it comes off the heels of yesterday's report by PW Insider's Mike Johnson that said Brian is not listed on any merchandising plans for the 21-22 fiscal year. And uh, that immediately led people to believe, well, he's either done with wrestling or or he's going to to AEW or maybe New Japan, maybe even Ring of Honor. Those probably uh, were equally three likely landing destinations for Brian. Uh, Word is that Brian may make his debut at the New York show, Arthur Ashe Stadium, uh, which is, is, uh, I believe, September, uh, I think, 18. 
it's like old... the 23rd. 22nd, maybe? 22nd. Yeah, 22nd's a Wednesday, so. Yeah, that would be it, then. Right, and uh, holy shit, Matt, uh, already 16,000 tickets sold for that baby, and that's before this news. Now, you know, they're they're going to make room, it sounds like, to maybe stretch that to 19,000, and oh boy, is that going to be a, a raucous crowd, isn't it? It's it's going to be insane, man. My God. I can't believe it, man. I mean, wow. Yeah, it's just insane. Pro wrestling is is insane right now. Um, and there's a fun there's a funny thing about all this that we 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 need to discuss. Should we talk about the uh, other story first? Oh yeah, I mean we might as well tie it all together. Okay, uh, this came from Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful via Fightful Select this morning. This was the first bombshell to drop. This was an early morning bombshell drop. Sean Ross Sapp says that CM Punk is reportedly in talks to return to pro wrestling as an in-ring performer. Not confirmed, but AEW as the most likely landing spot as people high up in the WWE believe that's where Punk is going to sign. Last time Punk was in a wrestling ring, 2014 Royal Rumble. Last time Punk was in anything wrestling related was WWE backstage for Fox Sports 1 in 2019 and 2020. Um Jesus Christ, what the hell, Matt? <laughs> uh, Punk and Brian in the same month. I mean, you imagine just how fucking sky high the dynamite ra- ratings are going to go now? It's it's crazy. It's honestly, it's it's insane. It's absolutely insane to think about. Man, like the fact that this is this is actually a possibility of happening. Both guys, and, both guys yeah, in the same both, company. Within the same, you know, within weeks of each other, if you, if you want to believe the reports. Yeah, three weeks apart, about, so, you know, a little less than three weeks apart. Uh, but, what were you going to say about tying it all together? Yeah, well, okay. You Like, I don't know if you remember this, but a few years ago, before AUW's announcement, and this is on the, uh, it's on the heels of All In, we were discussing the potential of what could happen for Ring of Honor if they were if they managed to be able to sign both Daniel Bryan and Sam Punk. Mm-hmm. And this was a big this was a big topic of conversation on Lost in the Mid Card. We're like, you know, with, with the elite there and, and everything that they're already doing, if they're if they manage to go out there and sign these two guys, ROH could actually rise to prominence as a you know as one of the top national promotions. And survive the in, fact in, that they in, lost in the professional elite. wrestling. No, this, oh, this was, was when, this was way before AEW was even a thing. Like we, we, this was with the assumption that Cody, the Bucks, and all of them were were still going to be there. Oh, okay. And we were talking about we add we add Punk and Brian to their to the to that roster, and that they were going to be on another level. Yeah. Now, fast forward, just a few years later. We are in that exact same scenario again. Yeah. Only with a different company. Yeah. Like we're talking the same raw, you know, like Cody and the Bucks and, you know, Hangman and stuff like that. And we're talking about the possibility of in the fall, the exact same thing we were talking about a few years ago of this company potentially adding CM Punk and Daniel Bryan on a major network to, their, network. to their roster. Yeah. And on like, a major. This is, this is, ab- this is absolute insanity, dude. Yeah. Um, 
my God. And, and, you know, the wrestling world has not had these two gentlemen uh, uh, together in so long. It, it just, the, the, the possibilities are endless. You almost wonder it'd be kind of interesting if they had created a stable together, you know, and, and uh, work together. Imagine what Punk and Brian could do together as a team. That would be insane. Now I'm going to assume Punk comes in at all out and probably goes to- face-to-face with Omega or Hangman, I mean, because the Hangman's going to win that shit. Um, I, I don't, I don't see that. Ha- I don't see that happening. You don't think it's going to be main event? You think it's going to be a different, a different spot? Well, you can't, dude. You can't, you can't bring him in and do him face to face with Hangman. It doesn't work. No, because he's going to get a pop. Yeah, I may. You, you don't want to take away from Hangman's moment either. No. Like, there's a way they could do this where they completely avoid all of this. And you know, and you know what I would do. And a lot of people are probably going to disagree with me on this, but this is this is honestly this is what this is how I would handle the situation. You've got three you've got three shows in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You debut Punk on Dynamite mm-hmm. on the first show, mm-hmm. uh, in the first show in Chicago, mm-hmm. and you uh, and you advertise that we're going to hear from CM Punk for the first time at All Out. And there go the pay and, and watch an the buy. Watch the buys. Watch exactly. the buy. He'll he'll do it. He'll do an interview with with Tony Schiavone in the rain, and that's how you do it. Like you bring okay. him out of like the end of Dynamite that Wednesday. Yeah. And then you announce on Rampage that CM Punk will be at All Out to speak for the first time with Tony Schiavone in front of that live crowd, and that's how you do it without taking away from Hangman's moment. Yeah. You put him in like a spot, in like you know, like the middle of the show or whatever. You could have someone interrupt him and set up whatever his first feud, you know, in AEW is going to be because yeah, you know that. they're they're you know they're going to want to do that quickly. But that's what I would do because here's the problem: the closer we get to all out, if these rumors continue to pick up steam, and people really are believing and buying into the fact that CM Punk is all elite, do you really think those crowds in Chicago Wednesday and Friday are not going to be chanting CM Punk all fucking night? Oh God. They probably you, already were. Yeah, yeah. So if he's going to be there, it would probably be best to get it out of their system on Wednesday, so they're not hijacking the shows all weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my thought process, anyway. That's a good point. You know, because I mean, since just the simple fact that they've got the three shows in Chicago, this works. Like if they were in another city. For Dynamite and Rampage, I wouldn't suggest this. But the fact that they're going to be in Chicago, it makes perfect sense to debut him on Dynamite, pop the number for TNT, mm-hmm. make TNT happy. Yeah. And then, you know, get the big payoff by getting people to buy to buy the pay-per-view. You can make TBS happy as well with Rampage because there's going to be people wanting to tune in on Rampage. Well, TBS doesn't get Rampage until next year, just like. Oh, is that? Oh, they are they starting on yeah, TNT? Ramp, Rampage starts on TNT. Okay. So, like, both shows move to TBS next year. So, I mean, yeah. TBS, look, TBS is going to be very happy to get Daniel Bryan and see a punk in, in 2022. Yeah. It, it yeah. honest, honest to God, man, what the fuck's Tony Khan announcing next week? Like what? What the hell's that about? What? What if Tony Khan next week is like, "Hey, we've signed the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and he's debuting 
in September at Arthur Ashe Stadium, and they just fucking they just go ahead and fucking announce it. Why not? Like big like big balls, Tony. Like, Why not? It. You Why know, not? we Why got not? Daniel Bryan. He's coming in. This is the date, and they can sell out the last of those tickets in New York City overnight. And what's going to be fun is, uh, you know, you almost can pencil in Dan- uh, Brian Danielson for Wrestle Kingdom as well for 2022. I you almost have to pencil him in. Well, you got to Japan's got to get COVID under control over there. True, that's true. Yeah, the fight, the Olympics could go to hell in a hurry right now. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I but uh, look, definitely look, Daniel Bryan definitely wants to work in New Japan. Yeah, yeah he and that's what, and that's one of it's one of the things that you know. AEW allowing him to do it, you know, is is going to make him, you know, interested in being there. Yeah, it, it, they're going to give him freedom that he wasn't that he wasn't going to be able to get elsewhere. Yeah. So, but dude, this is fuck. This is fucking crazy, man. I mean, we had the Daniel Bryan news yesterday about about the the you know not being in the, the Mike Johnson piece with the not being. Uh, in the plans. So, whew. and then all of a sudden, twenty four hours later, you get this. <sighs> that that punk that punk news dropped this morning, and I was oh. just like, I said that to you first thing in the morning. I don't know if you were up yet or not, but I'm like, motherfucker, oh. I was working. Ru- Dude, I work Wrestle Zone Wednesday mornings. What time do you work? Start that. Uh ten o'clock. Oh, okay. So yeah. I was I I was I, I I'm. I work I work Russell Zone from two from ten to three and I work sports key to two thirty to uh you know ten ish. Ten ten ish. I will I'll just say ten ish. Yeah, um ready for dying. But yeah. And you know, twelve hour day is not fun. Um, no offense. But um when you have a day like today and the news is dropping like it's dropping, <laughs> it's hard not it's hard not to be excited. Man. Okay. You know, about about everything that's fucking going on right now, you know, in, in professional wrestling. It's it's it's, it's absolutely it's 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 it funny. Really, you started you said it's it really right when really I hit the button. Is. That was great timing. You you had said it's when I hit the button. <laughs> it's 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 such good shit. <laughs> it's, oh it's, man, it's crazy, man. Uh that's it's, just the, it's absolutely crazy. That that um Brian and Brian and uh and Punk is just the tip of the iceberg, man. Uh, we, we got AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night 2 tonight, Dallas, Texas. Uh, we kick things off with the first chapter of The Labors of Jericho. Uh, chair uh, Sean Spears, the chairman, he can use a chair legally. Jericho cannot. Um, pretty, uh, I, I thought it was a pretty good match. I, I kind of like those stipulations where it's one-sided uh, with the chair thing. It, it's, it's, a stip- it's a stipulation they don't use in a lot, so it's kind of fresh. I liked it. Um, Spears took, uh, took, uh, the early advantage, uh, took, a, took the chair to, uh, Jericho's injured arm, whatnot. And, uh, but, uh, after hitting one C4, great near fall, Jericho kicking out of the C4, uh, Sammy Guevara, uh, chasing off Tully Blanchard after he was getting on the apron, causing a, a, a distraction. Spears went for a second C4. Jericho got out of it and uh, hits the Judas effect to get the win and proceeds in the labors of Jericho. After the match, MJF gets on the mic and drops a bombshell 
uh, one of many bombshells that had happened in, in the course of the last uh, 72 hours in pro wrestling. The second chapter of the labors of Jericho is going to be a no disqualification match against fucking Nick Gage, Mr. MDK. Holy shit, Matt. Would you expect Gage being in AEW, man? <laughs> this is kind of like when they brought in um Jeff Cobb for that one off. Yeah. Oh it, my it, it, god. Honestly, it reminded me a lot of that. Um, what a what a like break. it's not like it's not like Gage is sticking around. No, no. Um but how how bad of a week could, could it be for Nick Gage to to lose to Matt Cardona and then get his ass beat by Chris Jericho. Oh, so you're uh, saying, uh, saying he's losing to Cardona, huh? I don't fucking know. I'm just, just fucking around. Yeah. I loved, uh, I loved, I, mean, it, I it, loved look, Cardona. I love Cardona Card- wins that match. He might have trouble getting out of that venue alive. Yeah. You think so you think there's it's, I mean, it was bad enough. When I he- promise you, I promise you I'm not watching it. My, my, oh. my, my my opinion of hardcore wrestling about as hardcore as I, I want to see is what we saw on Dynamite tonight. Oh, I'm going to watch I'm, I'm kind of worried, more worried about... I don't think they can really go any further than they went tonight on TNT. So, like, I don't think Gage is going to be able oh. to come in and do his, his light tube shit. He might do a pizza cutter. Week. He might but, do... Well, he... well they, did, they just did a pizza cutter at Slammiversary. Yeah. Who cares? I mean... He might do light tubes. I mean, light tubes ain't that bad. I don't know. I don't uh, know. yeah, I'll, I'll probably. Watch I can't. I can't. An honest, honest to God, I'll be perfectly frank with you. I can't imagine that TNT was overly thrilled about that main event tonight. Why? I I just correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember hearing back when AEW got this deal with TNT that they were going to save these insane hardcore matches for pay-per-view because TNT didn't want that didn't want that stuff on their programming. Well, maybe the fact that it was during the 10 o'clock hour, they're fine with it. Maybe. I, I don't know, man. I mean, shit. You see shit on, you see shit on uh, SVU and all sorts of crap. And, I mean, Animal Kingdom, if that, that's a current show on TNT. Man, you see some shit on there. So I, I don't know if necessarily TNT is too worried about it, especially if they put it at the end of the show. Matt Cardona with the announcement of Nick Gage tweeting, what the fuck is this shit? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh Izzy, our friend Izzy from uh NXT fame, um posting a picture of her and uh, Nick Gage flipping off the camera. Great picture. Go go check out Izzy's uh Twitter for that one. Which is pretty funny because you would have assumed that she would have been at the NXT television tapings tonight. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess not if she was watching maybe, Dynamite. Maybe, if she was watching Dynamite instead, maybe she's all elite. <laughs> she's she's been going to both both companies shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not so. A but I mean, normally when she's attending these shows, they're for like a weekly television product. They're, she's normally in, in Florida. Yeah. So like, I don't know if if she. Tra- if, I don't. I don't think. She I don't know if that photo. For, no. For I, that's, an, that's an old. I think that's an old photo. That's an old. Okay. Photo. I don't think that was a live photo, but yeah, dude, it's just, I, I don't think, I don't think anybody could have predicted that Nick Gage was going to show up on, on AEW no. Dynamite tonight. No, and I should have known it was going to lead to the fucking pain maker shit. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but it, I, it didn't dawn on me until, until the, until the 
the back to the firm. I'm like, oh, I know what they're fucking doing. Yeah, me too. I call so, it. Um, yeah, I, I guess everything was just coming at me so fast tonight. I just it didn't even I didn't even have the time to process it. Uh, a little until, su- until hand. A little surprised they put Gallows over Kasarian there, or not really matter. No, because you got to make the elite look strong going in that elimination match next week. Okay. Besides, if you if you've spoiler alert, I don't know if anybody cares. If you've read the Impact Wrestling tapings um, for Sunday and Monday that they taped over, I would assume they taped like the next month of television, Frankie Kazarian goes to Impact. Mm-hmm. He's going after the Elite over there. So it Andrew. only makes sense that they beat him down the night and he's so angry. Gets his he's revenge. going to he, another company. He goes to another company to, to get his revenge. Their asses. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, how, about, how about that new Bullet Club member? Oh, fucking Chris Bay, Bay Bay. Wow. Well-deserved. That Bay is a and, talent. And the he, fact that Jay White's over there working fucking Impact is mind-blowing. Oof. And they got fucking that dude from Bullet Club tonight Yeah, on, on the show, and he's yeah. going to be getting the fucking title shot with Archer next week. I really hope they don't. I really hope they don't transitional champion Archer. I, I, think that would, I think that would be fucking shitty as hell. Yeah, they've, they've for, done for them to, Archer kind of do dirty. like that. Yeah, they kind of re- that would be really fucking dirty. Archer's had trouble getting traction, anyways. So it's that that would that would be like Mox was told, okay, we want you to drop the the belt to this guy in the bullet club. And Mox is like, nah, that doesn't work for me. I'm going to drop it to Archer instead and let him do it. <laughs> like, I really hope, I really hope that's not what happened. Yeah, like I I would be very disappointed to see Archer only get a one week title reign. Yeah, like the the, the guy. Seems like he rises and rises and rises, gets the title shot, loses, and falls back down the card. Yep. And it takes him forever to rise, rise, rise again. Yeah, he can't lose that title next week. God, I, I hope it, it would be it would be devastatingly bad for Archer to drop that title next week. I don't even think... even if like Tama Tonga and them all show up and beat down Archer to take the title, it would still be bad. Like I don't I don't want them to do that. Yeah. So, what is this? What are you saying that I'm not? I'm not looking at anything right now. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at you. What is something happening? No, not that we don't already know because we know. Uh, breaking news, but this broke about a hour or two ago. Uh, Samoa Joe will be returning to the ring yes. at NXT yeah. Takeover 36 to face Karrion Cross. Um. And also breaking news, Ridge Holland returning to NXT uh, uh, during the tapings. Of course, uh, he had that ugly ankle injury um, back a few months back uh, on a dive. Uh, so Ridge Holland is back and also uh, the main event of TakeOver SummerSlam, which is actually just called, I think it's just simply going to be called TakeOver 36. So that will be uh joe and cross uh we'll get into carrying cross in a little bit uh but uh fight for the fallen so yeah fight for the fallen next week it's gonna be uh uh, uh did i say that right hikuelo hikuelo uh, from the bullet some, club yeah some you know. I, I i have trouble pronouncing the name and i don't want to say it so i'll let you do it now um We'll uh, we'll we'll break down fight for the fallen here after we finish up with this week's dynamite. Uh, the uh, the impressive youngster Willie Yuta coming out with Orange Cassidy taking on Darby Allen and Sting. My God, the trading of kicks between Orange Cassidy and Sting, I fucking lost it, Matt. 
Stain doing the Orange Cassidy bump on his chest. Uh, uh, like if you if you didn't already lose your mind with the kicks back and forth, Stain doing the Orange Cassidy version of his bump taunt is like eh, it's oh, like an effort. Uh, oh uh, my god! My lord, that was, that was un- gold. Un- unbelievable, dude. You that can was- tell how much fun Stain is having in AEW. And what a rub doing that with Orange Cat, doing that stuff with Cassidy. That what a rub. Just like uh, you know, just like John Cena gave the rub to Riddle on Monday. You know, right there's oh. another example of uh, uh giving the rub. Uh Britt Baker D M D against Nyla Rose for the AEW title. This was not the cleanest, uh smoothest, uh most uh I don't know what the word I'm looking for. They didn't really have the great chemistry. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it, there was, you could see at some points, not the greatest chemistry. I think Nyla had some nerves tonight. Maybe, maybe. Because in the past, these two have had some really good matches together. Yeah. And something just, something just felt off tonight. It wasn't, yeah. that, look, it wasn't a bad match. No. But it wasn't the match of the level that I expected either. Yeah. And it wasn't the worst thing on the show either. How great so, was it? How great was it for Britt Baker to do an Eddie spot in front of Vicky Guerrero? <laughs> oh boy. That was so good. Not only it just just the fact that she's doing it in front of Vicky is just that's fucking gold, man. Uh Andrade El Ilo. This was the worst thing on the show. Really, not 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 uh, not uh, impressed with the Chavo Guerrero announcement. There were there were too many people trying to talk oh, at once. Yeah, the, the everything got the- really convoluted. It got hard to follow and understand. And no offense, look, I love the fact that they're going to let those guys talk their their own language, you know, and that's cool. But I don't understand anything that's being said, so I feel like I'm just watching waiting for pack or or chavo or somebody to speak tell me what the hell's going on yeah I, i've seen and, a, and just, i saw a few people say that too and it just it, it didn't work for me you like a, like you like the addition of chavo though oh it's an upgrade from vicky it's a yeah. total it's a total upgrade from vicky yeah no i don't i don't mind chavo being there at all yeah, um, I understand I just, what you're saying. You are not the only one to have that that uh, just, uh, that same take either. The angle was very hard to follow. I couldn't yeah. follow it because I don't speak Spanish. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't be allowed to do it. Of course they should. I mean, it's their, na- it's their natural language to speak. Yeah. But normally when they do something that, like you have Avihentes there to do the Penta says. Yep type of thing you got a pop you got a pop for that tonight he really did i was surprised by that skin oh i've always liked alex as his manager i've um but look that 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 works and it works out really well but when you're going from pack and you're going to penta and then you're going to phoenix and you're jumping to al alex and you're going back to yeah draw day and i'm just like i can't can't follow i can't follow this there's too many people fighting for microphone time to give me a cohesive story of what I'm supposed to take out of this. I can yeah. gather at the fact Andrade wants Phoenix and Penta with him, but Phoenix and Penta want to stay with Pat. Yeah. That, that, that's what I gathered out of it. But I mean, it was I, really uh, hard for me to understand the specifics of the story without unbeat, without being told what everybody was saying. I feel like there's going to be some sort of betrayal in the death triangle. 
Unfortunately, but, I I think you're right. I don't want to see that. I, I don't want to see Penta and Phoenix watch basically it. just being lackeys to everybody. Watch it because, be watch it be Pack though. Watch it be Pack that turns on uh, on the brothers. Watch it be him. I don't I don't want to see Pack go with Andrade. That'd be yeah. weird. Uh, um, but dude, to me, it's just like the the Lucha Bros have been somebody's lackey almost since they've since they've been in the company. Yeah, you know they then they they've jumped between you know they're always with somebody at, at one point or the other. They're being led by somebody. Why can't they just be their own guys? Yeah, and I don't give me don't get me wrong. I like Death Triangle because they all seem to be equal. Yeah, with each other, it's and not packed pack- not leading. Pack said that himself on the show. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was a very important line yeah. to establish that fact because Andrade basically wants to to lead these guys like like Kingston did. Yeah. And and I don't think I don't think they need that. I, I mm. like the fact that they're on equal footing with Pack instead of being lackeys to Andrade. Because if they if they become lackeys to Andrade, they're no difference than um Phantasma in NXT right now with uh escobar yeah and i don't and i and i feel like penta and phoenix deserve a hell of a lot better than that um yeah that's why i i don't know i you know i i think i always think i i think if if phoenix can stay healthy he's gonna have a a babyface singles title run somewhere tnt or uh or 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 the world title i Uh, feel like every time he was getting close to said singles push that you're mentioning got hurt he got he he saw he got sidelined and i i think you i think you get to a point if you're tony khan and you're like dude this guy's awesome and i love having him on my television show but i can't trust to put him in a high profile singles feud yeah because Um, he's gonna hurt himself he's better off in a tag team so if he gets hurt there's somebody that can you know as a part of a three-man group you can you know, if Phoenix hurts himself, you, you can run Pack and Penta for yep. a couple of weeks. They did, they did Penta in, in Kingston. Yeah, you know, and and stuff like that. So I mean, it's just yeah, they kind of interchanged Kingston in there with Moxley being kayfabe out. You know, that Kingston yeah. needed something to do. Uh, you know, so they kind of mixed him back in there. Um, and, and if you've watched Lucha Underground, you know Penta can be a single star on his own as well. So, uh, you know, they, they don't, need I to... think Phoenix is the more talented of the two. Oh yeah. Like but... I definitely get like nineties Ray Mysterio vibes from, from, uh, from Phoenix. It's just a matter of him staying healthy for a consistent period of time. To I allow I... him to truly shine under that role. I honestly do not foresee either one of them. And it may not be a, that's I'm thinking. That's why I kept saying pack might be the guy that turns, uh, and joins El Idolo. Um, My thing is, I don't, I don't want to see Death Triangle break up until they can hold the, the AEW trios titles. Yeah, because I you damn well know that those are coming, and I feel like Death Triangle would be the perfect first team to get those. Either of them are yeah. the best friends, but who knows when Trent's going to be back? Oh yeah, it could be so, a year. It could be a year for Trent. Yeah, ex- exactly. So to me, Death Triangle is the perfect is the perfect group to be the first. Um, AEW trios champions. I mean, at, at the same so, time, though, I, I don't, don't uh, want to see that group break up. At the same time, uh, you know, Wheeler Yuta has really impressed, and um, you know, I, I think eventually, I think eventually the fans will warm up to him. Of course, if you pair him with Orange Cassidy at any time, they're going to warm up to him. But uh, people have taken notice of his in-ring work the last two weeks. Well, and- his in-ring work isn't the problem to me. No. I, I'm just, I'm not, 
the character isn't over with me yet. He, he just a, he needs a one. He it's needs a brilliant one. move to pair him with the best friends. Yeah, he who are already insanely <laughs> over. He needs a character. That's the thing. Yeah, but I mean, look, right, right now he's just he's a great wrestler that hands out with the best friend. Yep. You well, know that. That's, and, what they, that's, that's what they label him as on the uh, on the lower third. They label him as the protege for the best friends. You know. Yeah. He's like so, the he's like the young boy for the best friends. So. Yeah. When they eventually figure things out for him, I think he's gonna have. I think he's gonna have a bright. You know, a bright career at AEW, but right now, like, I'm not really, I'm not really sold on him. When I see Will, you're gonna come out. I, I know I'm gonna get a great match, but I know the dude's losing. Can't believe I like, didn't use I, like, huh? I can't believe I didn't use this button earlier tonight. <laughs> Forgot I had that on there, dude. Can you imagine the first time we hear? <sighs> I'm gonna fucking lose my shit. It's the final countdown. I sent you one. I sent you one of the ROH entrances from years back, and it's like goddamn fucking goosebumps, man. Just watching that—that was such an entrance, man. And that's that's in an indie promotion, so to speak. You know, and you know, you know damn well that if Con signs, if sign. It has signed or signing these guys. You know, he's, he's ultra personality in the final countdown will be their entrance things. He ain't Guaranteed. Gonna fuck, yeah, he ain't going to fuck around. Guaranteed. So, like, that kind of stuff's really fucking exciting. Yeah. Like, he, this would be this would be like if AEW was around in 2005 and they signed the Sandman. You damn well know Tony Khan would have went to Metallica yep. and made sure he had the rights forever. To Did you see Sandman. not a one-off for one night stand that wasn't on the DVD a month later? They right. a fucking enter Sandman wouldn't have been a Sandman's theme every fucking week on AEW of AEW was around in 2005. Did you, did you see Jericho talk about ACDC? They wanted I, to I get, heard, I heard they tried to get um, back, back in black. black. They and wanted ACDC a half a million. Like, yeah, that's well, yeah, I, I probably Metallica is probably similar. Yeah, but let, let's. To... They tried to get running with the devil from Van Halen as well, but they didn't even get a response for that. Um, moving well, on. Let's let's just hope they don't have those issues. Well, I don't think they'll have any issues with Living Keller. No, because they're closed. They're tight with Punk, and if Punk reaches out to a Living Keller and says, "Hey, you know, make make this deal work," I, I don't. I, I believe that will happen. <laughs> Europe's a kind of a wild card. Like, is Europe even still around? Like, is like is that does that group still exist? Let's see. Because that's a, that's an interesting question. I honestly don't know if if Europe is still a thing. Like you know, like a lot of the old bands still do. Like the yeah, they're still you know, they're still playing. They're still playing. Okay, so like yeah, then I I would imagine I would imagine Tony Khan should be able to get con get contact somebody from there. Like I can't imagine Europe would be asking for Metallica prices. Oh no, or or ACDC prices or something like that. No. But I just I feel like. Those themes, those themes have to happen because um, it's the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, it's CM Punk. My God, this anybody, is going to be insane. Um, How yes. many times will Jr. call Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan? But no, I'm not, uh, over, uh, over, enough. under, over, under six. Enough. Uh, 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 Final Countdown was written by Joey Tempest, who's the front man for Europe. So, uh, and well, that, still well, with there Europe. You go. 
That's, so, that should be that should be easy. That. that that's all. That's that's who you gotta. That's who you gotta con- contact. Is... You didn't get. You didn't give me the over under on six, JB. Come on. Oh, it's a well. It's, a, it's over. <laughs> it's over. Oh my. Uh, yeah, it'll happen. Guaranteed. Blade with the beautiful bunny took it on Orange Cassidy. Uh, that's where we got the gray. Uh, oh, actually, that was later on. Uh, yeah, so OC, uh, uh, they tried to get the old uh, Nucks involved. Chris Statlander even on up the odds. Uh, and uh, Cassidy wins and then uh, hits an orange punch with the Nucks uh, after the match. After uh, he got the win there. Um we already talked about it, but uh, Jericho, of course, unveils that he will be the pain maker for uh, his match with Nick Gage next week. Here's something real funny. Here's something really funny. And I look, I know it's it's the answer is it's pro wrestling and whatever. But what if Sean Spears beat Chris Jericho tonight? What the fuck's Chris? What the fuck's Nick Gage doing there for? Sorry, Nick, I didn't need you. Go the fuck home. <laughs> just I was like you said. I know the answer is it's pro wrestling and whatever. But it's just it's just funny to think funny to think about what yeah. if Spears would have won. That <laughs> says to me that MJF didn't have faith in Sean Spears of getting the job done. So he oh, went out and got yeah. Nick Gage already. You always get a backup plan. You always have a backup plan. Uh main event time, John Moxley, Lance Archer. Uh Texas death match. Only way to win is knockout or submission. Uh, the hometown boy, Lance Archer, taking on John Moxley. Uh, this was everything that you hoped it would be. Uh, lots of forking, lots of fork usage. Um, lots of forking. Lots of forking, I guess you could say. Uh, that sounds dirtier than it should be. Uh, what did you think of the main event? I thought it was really well done. With uh, I think it was, well, uh, you know, it, it, I think I I got what I wanted out of that match. Like like I like I said, I think you pushed the boundaries of what TNT is going to be happy with and what they're going to allow. Yeah. Um. But it was it was a crazy match. Um. And I I thought it was uh I thought it was very well done. Mm-hmm. Um. I was very happy for Lance Archer. Me too. Um. And, and look, a pro wrestler winning a big match in their hometown. Yeah. What a fucking concept. Yeah. Uh, what a there, fucking concept yeah, that uh, is. Uh, yeah. There's there's a there's a there's a another company that doesn't like to do that. They'd rather Hi, embarrass you Hi, in your Keith hometown. Lee. Sorry, Keith Lee. We love they'd rather, Keith Lee. They'd rather embarrass you in your hometown. Yeah, man. We met. We met. We got a. Uh, we got a. I, I got a talk with Keith Lee down that way when we were at WrestleMania 32 weekend. Because back then they were wrestling ROH dark matches, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. Now look yeah. at them now. And I got a talk with them. They were hanging out. I'm bullshitting with them. Said, hey, good job. I mean, Shane Taylor was a lot bigger back then and still was doing crazy flips and shit and dives. Uh, and Keith Lee, of course, Keith Lee, we, you know, we, we just didn't know what they would become. So it was kind of cool that we got to watch them in a dark match at, at WrestleMania 32. Um, a lot of people. Well, we, both, we both said during that dark match, we thought those guys were going to be stars. Yeah. Little, little did we know what they would turn into right because uh, you know, i mean shane taylor a, a guy that size because he was probably I, I would you say he was probably 100 pounds heavier at that point they were both a lot heavier than they are yeah. than both of them are now they were yeah. they were big big they were big big boys in dallas wrestlemania 32 
Shane had so, a, a, a lot of, a lot of, there's a lot of to Shane though, too, uh, even bigger than Keith Lee. But yeah, it was pretty cool to see those, to say that we saw those guys and, 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 and I got to talk with them, you know, it's was, it was pretty cool to just say that I was able to do that, you know, and then look what they became. Uh, a lot of people I, I talked to predicted Archer was going to win. Um, my, my, myself thought Archer was going to win. I thought it was going to be the right time uh, to take that off of Moxley. Moxley's ha- he held it for so long. Uh, Archer needed a rub, so um, yeah. so there it is. Uh, Lance Archer wins, and Hikuleo uh, comes up and uh, goes face to face with Archer. And just like the announcers, I had no idea who was that tall. <laughs> I don't watch New Japan much, so uh, so he's taller than Archer. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see those two bulls uh, go at it next week. Fight for the fallen. So as I said, Hikuleo against Lance Archer for the IWGP United States Championship. And that's just a standard match, right? That's not like yeah. Texas Deathmatch rules or anything crazy like that. It's just no. okay. Straight up, straight up. Uh, no uh, uh, match with no rules, though. Uh, pain maker Chris Jericho against Nick Gage. God, I cannot wait for that. Uh, the Dark Order and Hangman Page taking on the Elite. If Page and Dark Order win, Page gets the AEW title shot. Gee, who wins that match? And Dark um, Order gets a tag team title shot. Yep. Here's Ella- the thing, though. How do they get out of this without pinning Kenny Omega? It's an elimination match. What are How are they going to run it the next week? How are they going to get out of not pinning Kenny Omega? They, like it comes that's, down. That's, that that it is comes a down, really big question. For let's me. say, let's say it comes down to, um, let's just say it comes down to Hangman and Silver, and Hangman's and Kenny Omega is the only one left. So that means Kenny Omega has to go toe to toe with, with, uh, with Page right there in the ring. He just walks out. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. What I actually thought they were going to do is I thought Omega was going to come out tonight mm-hmm. and be like, I'm too hurt for my match with, with Sammy Callahan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to wrestle next week. We're going to put, like, Nakazawa or Brandon Cutler in the, in the spot instead, and, and, and Omega wasn't going to wrestle the match. Or they could like, have that's, some- what, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. But, well, I mean – all out is still a ways away. It's over a month away. There could be maybe something fishy happens and there's, we don't get a result. And, and, and so we don't officially get hangman's title shot yet, but obviously it's going to come. We still have a month over a month until that happens. So maybe something. Yeah. But I mean, if they win next week, they can easily say in the matches, the, the match is official for, for all out Kenny Omega yeah. versus Hangman. I mean, you could, you could easily do that. Yeah. Back in the old school days, pay-per-view matches were announced months ahead of time. Oh yeah. You know, so I mean with only one, with only like three or four weeks of television left, you could easily Yeah, I'm just saying Hangman Hangman and Omega there. Yeah, I'm just saying there's a way but they implied but they implied if the elite won that Omega didn't that that Hangman didn't get a title shot, period. Yeah. Like they actually implied that he had to go home. Yeah. If so if the if if the if uh, if the elite won, I don't know. So, I, don't, like, I, don't I don't think it's going to be. Like they, I, I don't think it's going to be a simple. There, there may not be a simple result next week. I I'm think the elim- I think the elimination style kind of backs them into a corner more than anything else. I think it would have been smarter to just do. They could have pinned Carl Anderson, or mm-hmm. or one of the Dark Order members could have pinned one of the Bucks, which would have set up which tag team was going to be challenging. 
Yeah. The Bucks for the tag team titles. Yeah. Like if Silver pinned them or or yeah. Evil Uno pinned them, mm-hmm. like you could do it that way. But now, like now, but it, the fact that it's an elimination style, it kind of backs them into a corner, which means if they if they don't have a smart way out of this, Hangman or Omega have to take a pinfall loss next that's, week. That's where I'm saying Hangman's outnumbered and he has to face Page right there in the ring right now. He just walks out, giving Hangman the title shot instead of having to face him right there, you know. Uh, that's one way of getting out of it without having Omega get pinned. Well, the only way the only way I'd even want to see that is if it was like five on one. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to see him I don't want to see Omega walk out on, on a on a tag team situation. Um, you know, if it, if it's just like Hangman and, and like Reynolds or Hangman and Silver or something and and Omega walks out like that's a bitch move, dude. Like if according- like if they clean sweep them Mm-hmm. And it's everybody on Hangman in the Dark Order, and then it's just Omega. At that point, Omega can be like, "Yo, fuck it," you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not winning this. Live to fight another day. And that of, would, and that would be well and, within, you know, and, and count, get himself counted out. And that would be well within Omega's character, right there. Yes, it, it would, because he's he walked out on Akazawa no more than like a month or two ago mm-hmm. when they were facing uh, Boxley and uh, Kingston. And Kingston. So I mean, yeah, it's definitely within it's definitely within Omega's character to walk out. Yep. But I don't want him to do it if it's just like two on one or you know or something like that. If they clean sweep it and it's just Omega, then then I could then I could see him, you know, having having a bitch fit and, and you know and walking out. Uh, according to Mike Johnson, PW Insider, it says Tony Khan will make a live event announcement. Well, that's it's just said a major live event announcement, which means. He could announce that they've signed Brian Danielson and he will be at Arthur Ashe Stadium in September. I, like, I they was, literally I, could go ahead and announce that next week if they wanted to. Uh, it, it's either that or maybe he's announcing house shows. I don't know. No, dude. Look, you're signing, you're signing two guys that probably don't have any fucking interest in working a heavy schedule. The last thing AEW should be doing right now is thinking about a house show loop. Yeah. Like one of the great things about working in AEW right now is the flexibility of that schedule yeah. to allow them, you know, allow wrestlers more time at home. They may like, never, I, they I, may I, never I, do live house shows. They may never do. I don't them. think they should. And they I may do a special they, I, one, like an yes. MSG, like an MSG yeah, type it, of thing. And if, and if they do house shows, they should be far and few between. Um, Christian Cage filling in for Marco Stunt. So it'll be Christian Cage and Jurassic Express against and Helico and Private Party. Uh, and then, of course, the big match, uh, LAX and FTR, which I believe LAX is going to win because I, I feel like LAX is going to beat the Bucks in New York for the tag titles. I think the Bucks will beat the Dark Order if the uh, with the Dark Order getting a tag title shot. I think the Bucks will beat them, but I think LAX is going to win in New York. And they announced for the August 3rd Dynamite in Jacksonville, Florida, Cody Rhodes and Malachi Black. Look forward to that. I'm, I'm telling. I'm telling you what, man. I'm not 100 percent convinced if it if it's the Bucks against Udo and Grayson that Udo and Grayson don't leave with those tag titles because the Bucks have felt like from the beginning when those guys debuted in the crowd chanted "Who are you? Who are you?" and they were a laughing stock. The Bucks were fucking hard headed as shit that we're gonna get these guys over. Yeah. And by God, they got those guys over. And I think if the opportunity arises itself that it's those the original two guys 
against the Bucks in a title match situation that the Bucks would tell Tony Khan these guys are winning the tag titles. Yeah, I just I just feel like LAX is winning them in New York. They're long overdue. They're, I think they're more overdue to win than the Dark Order at this point. Darker, they'll win the titles eventually. Both, I bet both teams are going to hold that gold. Eventually, Uno and Grayson and Silver and Reynolds are going to be tag champs. I, I full, I firmly believe it. But I think the timing is going to be right for LAX for Santana and Ortiz. They'll beat FTR, and then in their hometown of New York, they'll win the titles. It's certainly, it's certainly possible. But to me, like I thought, that, I thought a title change would be the biggest thing they could do in New York. But yeah. now it's like, well, they're potentially <laughs> debuting Daniel Bryan. So at that point, they don't need to do a fucking title change. They don't want to. Oh, like if Daniel that, that show's going to be loaded, though. I mean, it's going to be a pay. Oh no, for sure, it's it's going to be a pay per view caliber event, like a thousand percent. So, money in the bank. Here's the funny. Here's the funny thing. Even before we get to money in the bank, Sean Ross Sapp implied on the list in your boy today that beyond CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, that AEW was looking at more guys. Like oh, yeah. Big, big, no, I'm not talking about like some just like Nick Gage type level guys. Like from the way he was talking, there's more to come than just CM Punk and, and Bryan Danielson. I mean, I know. If I, that's I, the case, my God. What I, else could they be planning? Well, I have a feeling Murphy's going to come there because I know. Oh, I think Omega's pulling hard for them to sign but, Murphy. But then another thing, I don't see Murphy on the same level as Brian and, and no, but and Punk and he was the way he was talking. But that's a guy. It that, seemed to me like he was implying it was someone on the same level as those two guys. Oh, well, who would be? And that's what exactly. That's what I well don't fucking remember know. that. Remember that six month thing when when Breeze got re- let go. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Um. Or KO. Oh. No, KO signed a five-year deal. We. He did. He signed. I'm a just. I'm starting to wonder if we know less about these contract situations. That. Some, well, that was announced when it was do. done, and when it was done uh, a year or a year and a half ago, KO signed a five-year deal. All right. That, that was publicly released when it happened um i'm just i'm 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 super curious something is something big is about something i look i don't even want to say like daniel bryan and cm punk isn't big but something it feels like i don't know who else could be bigger i don't know like or even on the same level like let's not even talk about bigger like on the same level like i don't know I, i i seriously and truly don't know um but I, yeah, like Murphy, that's going to be a, uh, I feel like Murphy's, I feel my Murphy's going to end up there. That's going to be a guy that can help you for 10 years or more. And he's going to yep. be, he's going to be, it's going to be just like Malachi black. It's going to be a WWE's going to kick themselves in the ass for letting him go. Cause I think Murphy's going to uh, show what he can do. And, and Murphy might do a drew McIntyre, you know, show what he can do at AEW and then eventually go back to WWE. That could happen, you know? Um, I can't imagine anybody that enters AEW's locker room after working in WWE would be like, yeah, you know what? I want to go back there. True. <laughs> I just, I can't see that it's being a reality. Five years though. You never know if Vince is gone. That could be a whole new ball game. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not wrong there. Like five. Yeah. We're talking five years from now. Anything, anything could, 
any anything can happen. But it's just what a fucking crazy time we're living in right now, dude. Mm-hmm. What a fucking cra- crazy ass time. It's only it's only gonna get crazier once these ninety days come up. Uh, or 30 days. Boy, somebody got fired for that clerical error, didn't they? I, the way WWE's chop blocking people this year, probably. Uh, Money in the Bank this past Sunday. Uh, I would say successful, good show. Um, uh, I thought it was, I thought Money in the Bank was a great show, and then mm-hmm. Raw shit the bed. Yeah, Raw. Yeah, that was, that was my opinion. Yeah, Raw was terrible. Um, a great kickoff show between the Mysterios and the Usos. Little, little surprised that the Usos got the win, uh, you know, after the old DUI thing. But I guess I we should like be surprised. I feel like I remember the point. last time Jimmy Uso got a DUI, they won the tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think you're like, right. Like a week or two later, they won the fucking strap. So, like, you're right. So, um, like, what, what's, what's the motivation to not be an idiot? Right. You know, uh, I mean, at least they did that thing where Roman Reigns kind of did. You dumb fuck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a couple thing. times, a couple times, SmackDown and uh, uh, uh SmackDown was, and the pay per view. It was much more evident on Money in the Bank than it was on SmackDown. Yeah, uh, um, but you know, it's just like, yeah, you got to teach these guys a lesson. In, yep. in my opinion, in the, he, I mean, or not Jay. I mean, it's not Jay's fault. No, but it. But luckily just, for Jay, luckily for Jay, if something happens to Jimmy, uh, Jay at least now he can hold his own. Is proven he. Yeah, can I feel like I feel like he's. I feel like in WWE's eyes, he's already established that he could be a single star without his brother. I mean, so Jimmy, I feel like Jimmy more, screws more up again. Ever, I mean, if Jimmy screws up again, he's looking at felony and jail time. You know, so oh boy. Uh, but uh, let's let's uh, put all the legal shit aside. Good match. Uh, uh good match for the kickoff show. Uh, ch- yeah, uh so. for sure. Uh, they went about 12 minutes there. Uh, we kick off uh, the main card with the women's money in the bank. I, I love the fact that uh, Alexa Bliss is standing on the middle rope on all the hard camera entrances. I thought that was that was pretty well done. Um, uh, a pretty good ladder match, Matt. They just didn't quite take as many risks um, as the men do. Uh, and, and I, I, I mean, we've seen the women take risks before on these matches. This just didn't seem like much of uh, as much of a risk taking, but it didn't mean it was a bad match, though. What were your thoughts? And uh, what were your thoughts on uh, Nikki Ash being the briefcase winner? That was my initial prediction. I want to live more. I want to live Morgan to win. Everybody. So did, yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't overly thrilled, it, my, especially with the fact that Nikki Cross essentially came out to crickets. Yeah, not a not a like big that, reaction. That crowd did not give a single fuck. Yeah, Bliss got a big her, reaction. Bliss got a big reaction. It was Naomi. Bliss and Morgan. Well, oh, yeah, you're right. Naomi Bliss, and Morgan Asuka. And Naomi. Asuka yeah. got one too. Asuka did get one too. You're right. So um, it's more than I thought. But yeah, I, literally, four of the eight women got a reaction. Yeah, I predicted. Uh, I, I I initially predicted Nikki was going to win. I just felt it, and then I changed last minute to Alexa Bliss, and and it backfired. Um, so Nikki Ash is your uh, your your Money in the Bank winner. But at the same time, I mean, the superhero gimmick is working. Uh, especially in terms of who they're pointing this to, and that's the kids. Um, there, there's so much, so much fan art that this is uh, that has been created for her. Uh, it, it's it, it to, uh, me and you. It's not it's not directed at us. So 
you know, but it, it's directed towards uh, people like that, obviously liked John Cena back in the day too. Uh, so, uh, no, you know, it's not, I don't hate the Nikki. I don't hate the Nikki ASH character. I, no, I, I don't either. I, 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 and just, I even said it. I even me, said when it she, just, it felt like when she came out on Sunday, it yeah. was, the character wasn't over. No, I, uh, and, and I have a serious problem with somebody who's claiming to be almost a superhero. Cash it in. In the method that she did on Monday night, yeah, because to me that's not something a superhero would do. Well, she got a pop on Monday when she won, but of course that's just well because it was because she was taking the title off Charlotte Flair. Well, that and it it could have been it could have been anybody cashing in that night if you're taking the title off Charlotte Flair. Well, you're gonna get a pop if if you're any money in the bank is gonna get a pop too. So any money in the bank cashing, but people love to see Charlotte lose. I mean the loudest like pop. That, like one of the, the loudest pop you can get. One of the loudest pops in WWE history was when Dolph Ziggler cashed in. I know? know I was there. Yeah, it was deafening. It was the loudest pop I've ever been involved in in all my years of being at a wrestling show. Louder than Brian? Yes. At Mania? Wow. Yes. Wow. I could not hear myself speak. I was screaming. Wow. When the cash in took place, and I could not hear myself. That's wow. how loud that arena was. Because you got to keep it, you got to remember WrestleMania 30, the air was taken out of that venue when The Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That show did not fully recover. Everybody was very happy that Brian won, but the energy in that arena was driven down a notch. It still seemed lost to Brock. It's still on TV. It still translated it as it seemed like it was loud as fuck, though, for the Brian. Was, no, don't get me wrong. It was loud. But I think it could have been louder. And I still, I will say that the loudest reaction I've ever been to live was the Ziggler cash in, in Jersey the night after WrestleMania 29. It was literally, it was a, it was deafening. Um, after the women's money in the bank match, uh, the Usos and Roman meeting backstage. Uh, they all now have gold, by the way. Um, uh, then we got this the, is where the whole stare down over the DUI thing happened. That was good. Uh, raw tag team titles, AJ and almost against the Viking Raiders. Uh, th- this was a good match too. I mean, I don't think, I don't think we had any kind of, uh, out- outside of maybe Lashley and Kofi, uh, that might've been more of a, that was a storyline driven match. That wasn't yeah. meant to be, that wasn't meant to be a good match. That was meant to be a storyline to put over how devastatingly, unstoppable Bobby Lashley is. when he flipped so that switch put, so they can put him in the ring with Oldberg yeah when they when they flip that switch uh after uh, uh after Xavier Woods pinned him uh but a uh, good match between the Viking Raiders and almost and uh, AJ I think almost is continuing to get better um so uh, not perfect but he's getting better so uh that's good to see I think he's improving every time he got in the ring yeah but the yep. problem is on Monday when he was being forced to sell that motherfucker don't know how to sell yet. Yeah. And until he properly learns how to sell, don't let him fucking sell. Yeah. <laughs> he looks really bad. Drew McIntyre interviewed by Kevin Patrick, taking a shot at the Thunderdome. That was funny. Um, got a nice pop too when he took a shot at it. Uh, Kofi and Lashley, about 95% of this was Lashley on offense. Uh, winning the match with the uh, uh, the hurt lock, and Rhea and Charlotte 
up next. Um, I thought this was this was one of those matches I didn't expect to to be tremendous, and I thought it was it was probably the, I think it was the second best match of the night. I think uh, n- next to the uh, the main event. I think uh, well, the ladder match was uh, the ladder match of main event. Maybe, maybe it's a it was a maybe a tie for second with the men's ladder match, but ah, uh, it was it was good. They uh, they uh, well for one, the crowd is shitting on them. We want Becky chance. And then they turned it around, you know, and, and uh, the crowd was on their side after that. So, uh, and of course everybody's going to complain because Charlotte won, but um, Hey, what can you do? Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of things people say about Charlotte that aren't true. So, you know, just suck it up, enjoy wrestling and move on. Right. Woo! Oh, this is when it all went to shit for Peacock. Oh my god. I was infuriated. Uh, We missed out on the Riddle Nakamura Rick Boogs segment, which was, I I went back and rewatched after the on demand showed up for Peacock. I went back and watched that and then went back and watched. The money in the bank entrances because I wanted to see who got pops and shit, you know. And so, but yeah, Peacock uh, shit the bed for a very long time, resulting in a outrage um, that didn't come back until early in the match. Because at first I thought it was my internet, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, why is this fucking happening tonight? And then I looked at the Twitter timeline, and I when I tweeted out, I'm like. And I think I was one of the first people to tweet it out on my timeline. I think I was too I because I had like first. I had I'm like. Does like, anybody else having issues with 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 Peacock right now? And my responses blew up. And yeah, mine too. Like, oh, mine okay. too. When I said mine too. When I said yeah. And yeah, like that was a that was a fucking fact. And it was reported afterwards, like um, WWE wasn't even aware um, that it was happening at that time. But by the time they found out about it, they had um, they had Pat McAfee take a shot at Peacock during mm-hmm. the main. <laughs> that was great. It's stuttering like Peacock. I couldn't believe it. That was great. And that's hilarious because McAfee's a Fox guy, and Peacock's an NBC USA brand. Yeah. So the the Fox people taking a shot at the NBC Universal uh, on their all their own streaming app. Mwah! just beautiful beautiful uh as predicted uh veer and shanky and gender came out and screwed drew um that was pretty obvious it was so it was so obvious after drew broke the motorcycle so they could release the new toy mm-hmm. that, then, that this is that this is what was going to be happening i thought it was pretty cool watching uh, morrison and rollins work together through most of the match i think that was pretty cool to see uh god kevin owens just taking every conceivable bump in this match this thing, well i hear he wants time off the man is a so maybe he thought if he attempted to kill himself maybe he would get his time off that he was asking for lucky damn near did my god especially that last drop that that last that that last move he talked to, went to, to the ladder on the outside like yeah came down on his neck i was just like my god ko just don't get back up please stay down uh, stay down, you crazy son of a bitch. Man, and just so happy for Biggie. 
Um, my, this is my prediction to win it, and so I got that one right. Like the whole the whole time going into this match, I wanted Big E or Cesaro. Yeah. And then when Cesaro didn't even get in the match, like every, everything I had went into wanting Big E to win this. Yeah, my top two my top two predictions were going to be either uh, Big E or Riddle. Um, where is Orton, by the way? Here's here's the thing I've heard about Orton. Orton wanted time off after WrestleMania. Like the the story, original story idea was that he was going to lose to the Fiend, and he was going to take a quote unquote significant amount of time off. Mm-hmm. But then they changed it the last minute and made him win, mm-hmm. and then he couldn't get off TV. Yeah, well, and he so and he himself he himself pitched the RK Bro thing. So I think he's taking the time off now that he won it, and he'll eventually. Well, now that Riddle back and continue it. But... Yeah, now now that Riddle is done with the ba- the Money in the Bank thing, they can now focus on AJ and almost I bet for SummerSlam. See, that's what I would do. Like I've heard people, I've heard the rumors that they want to do Orton and Riddle at SummerSlam, and I'm like, no, no, don't break up RK Bro already. You're that's fucking dumb. Especially with fans and, back and now. If, and if anybody can force. Almost to sell, it'll probably be Randy Orton. But this so, is Randy Orton's idea, so this is going to go on. They're going to win the titles at SummerSlam. So. I, I really hope you're right. Orton pitched this, and uh, Orton pitched this, so they ain't going to kill it right now. Uh, uh, so Money in the Bank, uh, it was one of the best matches of the night. But I was so was steamed, I was so steamed at Peacock, it was hard to get into it. So it was, that's why I, that's why I went back and watched the fall. I'm going to have to watch it again. I wa- I watched the entrances and then I re- rewatched Cena. Uh, I'll no, I, I legit match. I legit went back and rewatched the whole the whole match because yeah. I like you, I was steaming mad. Yeah. And, at, and at the same token, I was being asked to write an article on a two word tweet. Um, at the same time, so I was very. I was very um tweet. at that point. Yes, as as Peacock was was on the fritz and I was losing my shit, I was asked to write a tweet about Kofi Kingston saying sorry all or whatever the hell he said on on the tweet after losing to Lashley. And I'm like, I had to fucking figure out a three hundred word article on a two word tweet while I'm trying to get my fucking stream back up and running. So like at that in that 20 minute time frame, nobody fucking talked to me because I'm in a really fucking bad mood at that point. So yeah, like I didn't really get to focus on a lot of that match. But afterwards, you know, I love I loved going back. I going back, I loved the match when I watched it on Monday. Um but yeah, I, I think a lot of people didn't get to fully embrace what that match was on Sunday due to fucking Peacock. Yeah. And that's just really, it really fucking sucks. What do we do with Big E now that we got Goldberg in the picture? Look. We have to wait till, uh, are we going to have to wait until after SummerSlam, which there's still going to be a month before the draft? But I've said this all along on this show. Once fans come back, New Day's getting reunited. Well, they could they could reunite New Day on SmackDown. Could. And they could do the New Day against the Bloodline. And... I mean, like as much as as much as I want to see Big E go after Lashley, they might have other plans. And 
the, you don't have to wait for the draft because uh, there's people moving brands anyways. Naomi moved over to SmackDown. I think a lot of that was to maybe keep Jimmy in line a little more. Yes, and the SmackDown women's division is kind of thin at the moment. True, but now that they're on the road so split up. Question. Think... Speaking of couples being on the same brand together, do we get Becky Lynch on Friday? <sighs> Is that why we didn't get her on Monday? Because she's going to SmackDown because that's where Rollins is? Yeah, probably. You think we, you think we get back to Friday night? Yep. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be. Oh, you could probably... Because she was, never, she was never drafted in the last draft, so she's essentially just like yeah. John Cena. She's that, yeah. that, she's that yeah. quote-unquote free agent type of deal. That was what I was just going to say. You could kayfabe it and said she's not tied to a brand. So Yeah. Uh, Apparently, Cena's appearing on every episode of Raw and SmackDown for the next month. And doing house shows. Yeah, doing all the house shows, too. John Jack working at full-time schedule, Jack. Yeah, he ain't fucking around. He better hope he don't get hurt between now and SummerSlam. I don't think his movie people will be really happy with him. I guess the uh, the filming for that, that... that spy movies not is is kind of far off yet i think apparently just... yeah, apparently well apparently it's scheduled to begin filming in late august but apparently he's not needed for his role until mm-hmm. i i believe the call was much later yeah. or, or, or something along those lines so yeah i don't i don't know uh, maybe it's not maybe it's not as big of a part as people assumed it was going to be gigantic ovation for edge as he comes out roman reigns gets a uh, reaction as well um Dude, Edge got such a loud pop on Friday night. I was just like, "Fuck, switch the title on Sunday." Yeah, right. I think it. I think I saw. Um, Jeremy Lambert said yeah. the exact same thing. Like yeah. I, 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 when he, he said, "Fuck it," he said, like, "Fuck he, it," put he, it on Edge. <laughs> yeah, and he he said he was like, "Oh, he just tweeted what I was thinking." So I instead of saying the exact same thing, I just I think I just retweeted him. But like that's exactly what I when I got the entrance, I got instant goosebumps. Yeah. Like it was so loud, I'm just like, dude, this guy's fucking over as hell. Just give him the belt, right? Like, um, like if you if you want to put it back on Roman in a few weeks, you can put it back on Roman. Do do the fucking title change on Sunday, and, yeah. they, and they didn't fucking do it. So. Um, this is my match of the night, but I, I I'll probably have to go back and watch the Money in the Bank to see. Oh, Men's Money in the Bank, my match of the night. Yeah, for sure. Tremendous 33 minute main event between Edge and Roman. Um. And uh, uh, Roman retaining and uh, picks up the mic saying, uh, uh, now the whole world can acknowledge him. And John Cena's music hit. And holy fuck, the pop for Cena. Uh, The pop. pop. All-time pop, brother. uh, The pop was so loud that it drowned out the John Cena sucks parts during the music. I didn't even hear them. I don't think anybody was doing them. No. Wow. The pop was insane. Uh, Cena didn't say a word, got in Roman's face, said, you can't see me end a show. Uh, and then that leads into Monday night raw where Cena opens up Monday night raw again, gigantic pop. And, um, uh, it, it, it yeah, it, I did not expect this kind of reaction for Cena. That, that's awesome. You know? Um, and then I that's, I wish I can't remember who said it. And I wish I could give them credit because it may, and it was actually a great point by them. That the kid, the the kid fan, the kid WWE fan that was around during the rise of Cena and that they love them so much are older now. 
Yeah, it was 10, 10 and if 12 years still, ago. And if they're still WWE fans, they're an adult now, but they still have, those adults now have that fondness for Cena yep. that the adults didn't have, the, the, the adults that were around during the Cena era didn't have the fondness for him. So now the adults that are watching WWE have that nostalgia love for Cena because of their childhood, kind of like the Hulk Hogan effect. Yeah. You know, a lot of adults still love, you know, loved Hulk Hogan when he came back around because of the nostalgia they had from when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. So that crowd has evolved, and those kids that loved Cena are now the adults who still love Cena because they have all those great childhood memories of, of this guy. So, I mean, it definitely it changes the whole dynamic of his crowd reaction, you know, going forward with the company. Like, yeah, it's really... Uh, and then there really was interesting thing to think about. And then there was that sign in the in the entrance ramp. I can't remember <laughs> what it said. If Cena shows up, we cheer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's what it's quite the dynamic from what it used to be, and I love it. Uh, a great line by Cena, uh, saying that uh, 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 you know he he would like to say that he wants to be there for the pageantry of SummerSlam or or being in a packed stadium or a record-breaking 17th world title win, but it's not because of any of that. It's because Roman Reigns is an asshole. <laughs> Love that line because you don't see... Are you sure that. he said that? Because USA blocked out half his uh, set. Yeah. Oh, I, I lip-read. I can. Lip-read. I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'm mocking USA for yeah, right. literally taking out like, like 75% of John Cena's set there. I mean, Bobby Lashley said bullshit. Maybe it's because it was the top of hour one, you know. Maybe there's a difference between the top of hour one and then when Lashley or MVP say bullshit, you know, that's more later in the show the last couple of weeks. So maybe that yeah, I, th- I think they can get away with more language in the 10 o'clock hour. Yeah. So that might be it. Great promo from Cena. And then it went downhill from there. There were some good moments in raw. Like I will say, uh, you know, uh, the six man with AJ almost and uh, John Morrison against Riddle, Eric and Ivar. I thought that was good. It was fine. Yeah, I thought that was a good match. Um, uh, I, I think Morrison with this crowd, this I think WWE is starting to learn that maybe we need to do a little more with Morrison because he's been getting a lot of good pops lately. Um, whatever he's doing is getting over. I don't know about yeah, that. Oddly I don't know. enough, people love that drip, that drip character. I thought I thought it was funny when. Uh, Riddle took the drip stick and shot almost with it to frame Miz. That was pretty good. That was actually what ended the match. Uh, yeah, and I don't know about that America's Moist Wanted shirt, though. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, good stuff. Uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, Elias and Jackson Riker Symphony of Destruction was better than it should have been. I, I thought it was a good match, but uh, it, I, I, I chuckle because WWE, I predicted it. WWE is trying to make Riker a babyface. Now they're putting piped in cheers for him. They, they, they piped in the cheers and he was on the screen. And then when he came out, it was fucking crickets. Yeah. Fucking crickets. No booze, no cheers. Just no one gave a flying fuck. And it made me so happy because the death sentence at WWE isn't a reaction. It's yep. no reaction. So uh, like, him not getting anything was phenomenal. With all the neutering they've done to Elias, it was good to have him with a guitar again, at least, um, doing that bit. Dude, I would not have been surprised if Tuesday afternoon they would have put out a thing that WWE has come to terms with the release of Elias. Like, the, the, the way that they've been using him lately, I would not have been surprised to see him released this week. 
Um, we got like a, they, uh, they literally just do not give a shit about that dude. Uh, we're gonna have a tag match with Mustafa Ali and Mansoor next week. I like that. Team. We're gonna have a tag match, Playa. Playa. Uh, ha, she- ha, ha. Sheamus wearing a uh, a metal protective mask, which will be used later in his U.S. title match against Alberto Carrillo. Uh, Charlotte Flair's championship coronation interv- uh, interrupted by uh, by Rhea Ripley and um... oh hey look, we're gonna get a rematch because that's all we do. Uh, during that segment, best tweet of the night by Becky Lynch, breastfeeding at home and still the most over woman in the division. <laughs> Not wrong. That was good shit, pal. She changed her bio to like always in Charlotte's head or, or, <laughs> or, or some, something like that. So oh, that, poor... that, that, that popped me. She's starting to utilize the Twitter game again. Poor Reginald got dumped by uh, Nia Jax, but hey, now he's the 24 Consolation Prize, 24-7 championship. Uh, Sheamus with Umberto. Uh, uh, Sheamus using that metal mask to his advantage. Umberto, you dumbass. Why are you throwing a punch at his face? Come on. Uh, Sheamus wins because uh, I think it's going to be clear. SummerSlam, Sheamus, Damian Priest. We're going to crown Damian Priest with his first singles gold. In I surely fucking hope so. Uh, yeah, it's time. They've already fucked up poor Keith Lee. Don't fuck up Damian Priest, too. Uh, and, and I tell you what, I mean, Sheamus has been consistently having great match after great match over the course of a year. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited. I think him and Priest are going to tear the house down at SummerSlam. Uh, we got a, a little uh, open challenge from Bobby Lashley. The return of Keith Lee, finally. Um, oh, I was happy at first. Yeah. And they quickly deflated me. It's not like they're going to put the world title on him. But it wasn't a title match. Or a contenders match. Yeah, you're right. Um, still no word on why Lee was out, but uh, I think Mike Johnson used the word cleared. So there might have been a medical thing with Keith. It, was a, it was a medical issue. And, and I don't know if we're ever going to be told what the medical issue was, but there was some kind of medical issue that was not allowing him on television. And I, I don't think we'll ever hear about it unless Keith Lee's the one to come out himself and talk about it. Yep. Um, so, so good to see Keith Lee back. A six-minute match with uh, Lashley. He's he a little rusty. He was a little rusty. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's six, to be expected being out for six months. And who knows months, what, yeah. what medical issue he was out for. So, I mean, it might have been something he couldn't even, you know, work out in the I, ring and prepare for i thought it was i thought they did a good job doing putting keith lee here and then bringing out goldberg later instead of just having goldberg answer the challenge you know so i i i liked how they did i rather things. had them just have goldberg answer the challenge and have keith lee come back and beat somebody else yeah well now you're gonna have you have to have keith lee win from here on out um yeah but do you have faith WWE's gonna do that nope yeah exactly that's the problem and I've yet to see anyone excited about Oldberg and and, and uh, Lashley, for crying out loud. Look, you can say what you want. The crowd was very excited to see Goldberg on Monday. Yeah. And here's the thing. I love Goldberg. I do. Yeah. I really and truly do. But I love Goldberg when he's in anything yeah. that's not a championship match. I think that with any you know the per You know the perfect use of Goldberg? When they had him squash Dolph Ziggler at SummerSlam a year or two ago, yeah, I that just think... was the perfect use of Gold. That's the perfect use for Goldberg. The man just his last match. 
he lost a WWE championship match against Drew McIntyre. Why does he get to come back seven months later and say that he's next? I don't think any part-timer should be able I don't think Cena should be in there for the title. It's, that's why they should just put it on Edge and then have Edge and Rollins go at it for the title at SummerSlam, you know? So Yeah, Rollins but, costing Edge that match when he was insistent that he got winner made absolutely no sense whatsoever. Because yeah. if you're Seth Rollins, why the fuck do you want to fight Roman? Because you know if you have to fight Roman, you have to worry about the Usos. So if you face Edge, you know it's just going to be a one-on-one match. So why would you interfere and cost Edge the match to let Roman win? It didn't make it logically. It didn't make a lick of fucking sense. And I just want a little bit of logic in my professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't. Make I know any. that's too much to ask for sometimes. It is, but I would really appreciate some logic in my professional wrestling. Uh, Shanky got a couple of chair shots from Drew McIntyre. <laughs> My God, did he? Welcome to the WWE, Shanky. <laughs> You're going to get fucking pounded with a steel chair. Oh, then, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. Uh, well, the bright side of things, uh, uh, Jeff Hardy came out to no more words. His old theme is back. So that's cool. <sighs> Carrying Cross's debut, and he loses it in two minutes. This was my favorite part of Raw. This is my least favorite part of Raw. I, you, have, you have a dude, guy. This completely I, shits. This completely dude, shits on the entire NXT brand. I'm look. I'm well aware, but I legitimately howled laughing for like two minutes straight to the point where one of my roommates had to come in the living room to find out what the fuck I was laughing about. Like I legitimately just lost it, it like, com- they, dude they turned carrie cross and to create a wrestler number six and they had him draw the jeff hardy in a minute 30 a minute 39 whatever the fuck spe- the specific was after being undefeated in nxt for like two years here's the thing you either get really fucking mad about it or you just fucking laugh and i chose the two the latter i laughed my fucking ass off yeah, it okay. was fucking hysterical it, it shit on an entire brand and uh, apparently Dude. management within nxt was furious of what happened here you heard you've heard what the, the what the rumor reasoning is right uh no vince is pissed off at triple h for losing the war oh, oh. so he's looking to make an example out of nxt and he mm. just made an example out of their champion well luckily vince for is, vince is being petty old man again like, are you shocked? Are you surprised? Because no. this is certainly something that Vince McMahon would do. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it, it's still, I mean, the segments on last night were still good. And we got a cliffhanger. You know, we'll talk about it when we get to NXT. But it's, I did think it was hilarious that they, I was, it was hilarious. Triple H didn't have the balls. To put Karen Cross out in front of that Capital Wrestling Center crowd on on uh it was smart on Tuesday night. It was smart. And yeah. now since they're taped the next two weeks, they can just edit out all the fucking Jeff Hardy chants. Right. There you was know so they many. will. There was oh my god, all the tweets on social for WWE were just shitting on it and going, Oh, or like uh, uh um Joe's gonna end cross with oh, some Hardy beat him to it. <laughs> My my favorite tweet last night was some Sean Ross sap. 
after they showed Regal being laid out. He said something to the effect of Regal printed in Jeff Hardy to beat that ass or something along those lines. And I just, I laughed all over again. Laughed and laughed and laughed. Hilarious, dude. Fucking hilarious. Uh, uh, Lex's playground with uh, Eva Marie, the beautiful Eva Marie and Dewdrop. I like Dewdrop. This might have been the worst thing on the show. Yeah, This might have been the worst thing on the show. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. I like Dewdrop, though. Dewdrop's doing a good job. Uh, main event time, uh, Charlotte. Rio. I thought even reacted in movies when she was away. What the fuck happened? Yeah, that was bad. Mo- there was some bad acting in that thing. Really, really bad acting. Uh, I love Eva Marie, but I have not loved what she's done since she's been back. To me, it's just like, eh. So Charlotte hits Rhea with the title belt. Uh, Rhea attacks Charlotte, and then Nikki Ash's music plays. She cashes in. She wins off of a cross body. And <laughs> see what I said? Cross body. <laughs> uh, and then stop? Ash, Ash celebrates with sign guy after the match. <laughs> for, the, for, the, for the thing, you mind. It's not Nikki Ash. It's Nikki A-S-H. A-S-H. Very always, specific. Always a superhero now. Somebody suggested that. I think Beth Phoenix suggested that on Twitter to uh, Nikki that she's now changed her name to always a superhero. Now that she won the title. Um, quickly, let's talk about, uh, uh, since we were gone a couple weeks ago, Best in the World. Good show by ROH, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. You didn't seem to enjoy it as much. I just was. I the first. I thought I, it was one of their best efforts they've put out in a while. I thought the first half kind of drug on, and then it kicked into gear once we got to, uh, once we got to Brody King and Jay Lethal. I think the second half really was awesome. I thought. I thought King and Lethal were great. I thought Gresham and Bennett was tremendous. Uh, and uh, uh, the main event was great as well with Bandito beating Roosh. Um, I didn't hate it. I just I thought the first hour dragged. It just didn't catch me like the second half did. So uh, Flip Gordon, of course, has a title shot coming up. What do you make of EC3 beating him at, at, at uh, Best in the World? EC3 really needed the win badly like he hasn't had a really big marquee win in, in ROH yet I feel like it was a I feel like he was a must win for EC3 um at, at that point in look if flip somehow wins the championship great number one contender in EC3 right off the bat because he beat him previously mm-hmm. yep so I mean it could it could work um it could work depending on what direction is they have planned for those two guys going forward uh Brody King, biggest win of his career, beating a, a former for sure. world champion. For that sure. Was, it was a great performance, too. Um, Brody King's great, dude. Yeah. Brody like King's him. a star. I like him. I don't watch Ring of Honor enough, but eventually I need to. I have it on DVR now, so eventually I'll have to. The beauty of YouTube TV, uh, great service. I've, ever since I got out of cable, I love YouTube TV, so uh, I've been able to locate it. I just need to watch it now. Uh, Impact Slammiversary was this past weekend uh, on the pre-show. Rosemary and Havoc. Rosemary, of course, uh, or Havoc over the course of the last couple weeks, joining Decay uh, to make it a four-person stable now. And they take the titles off of Fire and Flava. Um, I did not watch that match. Uh, we kick things off with Ultimate X. Hold on to your nutsacks because Ultimate X, man, was that match. That's how you open a pay-per-view, Matt. 
Hashtag good shit, pal. Oh. The, only, the only issue I had with that match, and it's not their fault, but the size of that venue is very hard to do proper camera work yeah. for that match because the roof is so low. Yeah, because that ex- um, the, the 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 wire the cabling is usually higher because like you could grab and, people from the mat. <laughs> yeah, and a and a lot of the normal video when they do that match is filmed from above. Mm-hmm. You know, with with the you know that I can't remember what the fucking correct name of it is, but the the camera that's on like the um on the metal hook, the metal jib. hook cam, like the yeah, jib cam. You know what I'm talking about? Jib the jib cam. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But like I felt like the can like the camera work for that match based on the venue um wasn't what it should have been, but I mean that wasn't their fault. I mean they they worked with what they had. Man. Um but I still thought the match itself was really fucking good. <laughs> fucking Petey Williams doing a destroyer off of the off of the cables. Oh, Bonkers, dude. That Bonkers. was so fuck that was so fucking good. Uh against all odds josh alexander retains i was surprised i thought i thought bay was gonna win this one but uh, question bay question bay moved on to some bigger things here later on huh <laughs> do you think josh alexander is gonna be the one to throw kenny omega Ooh, do you think he goes do you think he goes option c that's that's a uh, the right to cash in your x division title for a world title shot it could happen uh, I'm just they've the way they've been grooming Josh Alexander this year, and he's performed. He's, I, he's, exa- he's oh for sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're building him for something. You and you I might feel be right. like he might be the man to take that title from Omega. Because the last guy to use uh, option C was Rich Swan, right? Was it? Did Rich I don't Swan think so? I thought, no, oh, no, he because Swan was in that he returned from injury at Slammiversary last year. Oh yeah, you're right. So and then yeah. he pinned Eric Young, and Eric Young snapped and injured mm. him, quote unquote, injured him again, which set up eventually Swan beating Young at, at Bound for Glory. But I don't remember who the last person was to cash in option C. But I just, I just feel like they're setting Josh Alexander up for something greater. Than the X Division Championship. Uh, Brian Cage, last guy to do it. And he won the title, didn't he? Yeah, he beat. Uh, I'm pretty Johnny. sure he won the Impact. Yeah, yeah, he won the Impact World Title. Beat Johnny. So Impact. yeah, normally when Option C is cashed in on more, like like the Money in the Bank briefcase, more often than not, like that title changes hands. So that was uh, that was in 2018, so almost three years ago. Um, I think they're due. Yep, I think you might be you might be onto something there. I think, news. Be- I, I think he's the best choice. Uh, looking over the impact roster right now, if you're not going to go back to Moose, I feel Josh Alexander is the best choice to take the title away from Kenny Omega. I got some social media love from Moose this this week. Oh, you did. He loves we'll, you. We'll talk about what happened. Holy fuck. Uh, 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 I finally uh, woke up that damn crowd. Right. Well, there, that were, there kind of, wasn't that, that was many people in there, though. I mean, yeah, that crowd was kind of sleeping during that match, though. Yeah, to be fair, the crowd was kind of sleeping during that match. Yeah, uh, the 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 uh, world's worst kept secret: Matt Cardona and his mystery partner against Brian Myers yeah. and Tennille Dashwood. Uh, it was so good to see Chelsea Green again. Uh, 
just so she's, good. She's work. She's working everywhere apparently. Yep. No, she has no deal anywhere. So she might show up on AEW one day. She's got. I hear no... she's. I hear she's going to be doing something at Empower. Yep. Yep. That's what I've been told anyway. I mean, I know that's not quote unquote officially announced, but from what I've been told, no, I think she's been talking with uh, Mickey James on that. Yep. Yeah. So I thought, I thought this was a great match. I, I thought this was well done. Uh, I thought Chelsea looked great. Uh, um, it was kind of funny. They interviewed her on her thoughts on uh, uh, wrestling with, with her fiance and his ex <laughs> and, and her fiance's best friend. It's so many dynamics to this thing. Uh, it was a. Yeah, very... I, I would imagine those four had a blast doing that match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's, got... there's clearly there's no hard feelings between. No, Chelsea mentioned between Cardone and Tennille. Chelsea mentioned in an interview that uh, she had a chance to hang out with Tennille a couple of months ago. So and and uh, so, just to kind of ease any kind of weird tension if there was going to be any. So yeah, there was nothing there. Yeah, that. But it was a that was a that was a fucking exciting match. Uh, Tennille going for the low blow again, like she did two weeks ago, and Matt Cardona had a nut cup with always ready on it. How great was that? And then uh, then he uh, gas mask. <laughs> And then Chelsea, then Chelsea ended up utilizing the the low blow to, yep, for the for the finish hit the with win. the cast, yep, with the cast, uh, and then that, and then the unprettier. That was a fun match. Uh, what wasn't fun was for Eddie Edwards as he had to take on W Morrissey. Uh, there, there's another guy that maybe could take it off of Omega. This is another match the crowd was dead for. Yeah, everybody knew what was going to happen. Uh, everybody knew Morrissey was going to win. I, I don't think more. I don't think Morrissey's over enough to be no. the one to take the title off. Okay. I like your idea. I, think, I, think I like your idea for option C. I like that idea. And uh, I feel there's a groundswell of support in the Impact Wrestling fan base for Josh Alexander. I think he would be somebody that the crowd would get behind. Like this is yeah. our guy. Yeah, this is the guy that's going to bring the title back. This home. would be this would be a uh, this would be a guy that would have the locker room carrying him out on the shoulders to end the show. You know, yep, like Rich sure. Swan did, like when Rich Swan won it. Um, Madman Fulton and Shara mad that they had to uh, stay behind in the Ultimate X match. They they wanted in on some action. Welcome back to Impact Finjuice, as uh, uh, we had a f- impromptu short match with Finjuice winning there. So it's always good to good to see Finjuice back in Impact. Uh, Moose and Chris Saban. This was a fucking great match. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, the crowd may not have enjoyed the hell out of it, but I thought these two guys—they they got they got more into it as the match went on. Yeah, and my God, I have never heard a holy shit chant off a chop. But I saw a live video because um, uh, Moose had retweeted my tweet about saying I've never heard a holy shit chant off of a chop, and then a couple of days later, Moose retweeted it again with a fan video, and just listening to the the audio off of that phone, oh God. Say it, poor Saban. My lord, uh, how about Chris Saban winning that match? Shocking. Yeah, what are we? Especially after they just signed Moose to a new deal. Like I, I don't, I don't understand the logic behind that. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're grooming Saban to catch. I, I don't. Please don't put Saban as the one to beat Omega. No, 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 no. I don't want no, that. No, 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 no. I'm saying maybe they're grooming Saban to take over the X division title. If Alexander cashes in option C. Maybe. Cause that, that, went, that division, as good as that division is, it could use some different blood in it. 
because we've kind of had the same song and dance with the same six to eight guys for six months now. You know, maybe having Saban in that X division could, uh, you know, he's shit. He's been an X division champ. I don't know how many times, but um, well, I got it right here. Chris Saban. Holy shit. Saban. I'd say probably four or five time X division champion. Uh, if how, not more. How about, how about, uh, how about eight? Yeah. As I said, if not more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 eight time. Is that the most? Yeah. Chris Saban has the most reigns as X division champion in history with eight. AJ Styles had six. Jay lethal six. Austin Aries had six. Uh, Kazarian had five. And Samoa Joe had five and Loki had five. And I believe Loki was the first ever champion. Was am I right? No, no, AJ Styles was. At we <laughs> you know, AJ Styles won the X Division first uh, was the first X Division champion in uh at weekly uh, pay-per-view event number two. That was the name of the show. <laughs> Yeah, it was just it was just NWA TNA wrestling. I mean, yeah, it, I watched it. Uh, I had a I had a cable box to scrambler at the time. I watched it. I watched it on that uh, every week. Me and my me and my friends got together every week, and we each pitched in like two bucks, mm-hmm. and we got we got we got pizza. And we we uh and we watched the show every every week. It was it was a fun little, it was a fun little tradition. Uh, Impact Tag Champs, uh, four way. And uh, follow Ba's mystery opponent. No way, Jose. How about that? Bah. Uh, bah. TJ, bah. Uh, of course, TJP got hurt. Um, so no. We don't know the reason. They have yet to reveal why he wasn't there. Oh, I thought I, I thought I heard he got hurt of the taping. I thought I read that somewhere. I, I've, yet, I've yet to hear a reason why he wasn't there. So I don't know. If, uh, if it wasn't Swan and Mac winning it, I'm happy for the Good Brothers to become two-time Impact champions. Uh, I would agree with, I would agree with that. Uh, they win the titles where they debuted last year. So, uh, Deanna Peraza took out a mystery challenger. Uh, we maybe thought it was Chelsea Green at first until we had the Matt Cardona match come about. And lo and behold, Thunder Rosa. Uh, which I hear is a just a one-shot deal with Impact, but uh, Thunder Rosa coming to the Impact Zone to take on Deanna Perrazzo. Hell of talk a about match. that fucking pop. Yeah. Now talk about a fucking pop, man. Talk about that fucking pop. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 if you're Tony Khan, you better lock her up ASAP once. Uh, I'm once, sure that's uh, int- I'm sure that's his intent. Uh, next pay-per-view, Bound for Glory, going to happen in Vegas, baby, Vegas. And oh, Matt, on that promo, we saw a couple logos on the screen, didn't we? Oh boy! Triple A, AEW, and New Japan logos all rotating in with the Impact logo. Uh, we're going to have ourselves a Forbidden Door pay per view on October twenty third. Uh, main event time, dude. No DQ. Callahan Omega was this was great, man. I loved it. Uh. It was brutal as it should have been. And uh, I, <laughs> those V triggers at the end were fucking nasty as fuck. And uh, I, I absolutely loved the main event, man. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. They, 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 they I, put on the hell of a match. I mean, and and uh, they had me believing Sammy could win this match. They had me believing it during some of the opening segments too. So they did a good job of making me feel like Sammy could possibly beat Omega. 
uh, did not happen, but God, they, they put on a hell of a main event. And then, uh Oh, the lights went out. Bullet club. Oh boy. The pop for Jay white. Oh boy. Uh, good brothers wanted to do a little too sweet and, uh, pay-per-view went off the air as somebody was running into the ring and Jay white and, uh, was, uh, no reaction from Jay white. And then people ran into the ring, uh, and people thought impact went off the air too soon, but no, it word was, it was by design. And then they released the, uh, the, the fracas online afterwards, but Jay, what are your thoughts on King switch joining, uh, joining the impact wrestling zone, man. Shocking. Ooh. Very, very shocking. Did not see that coming. That forbidden door, baby. I love it. Pro wrestling. It's good to be a fan, isn't it, right now? If you can't find something that you enjoy in professional wrestling right now, you might as well not watch. As Corey Graves because would say. There's so, many, Corey, there's so many different options at so many different companies right now. It's, as, as Corey Graves would say, check your pulse. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a great time to be a fan right now. It's only going to get better too. Um, just making sure we don't have any more breaking news for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Impact Wrestling is tomorrow or today, as you open uh, open up the podcast on on July twenty second. Um. Uh, Mickey James will be appearing. Uh, what else is going to happen here? I don't see what else is going on for Impact. I think they haven't really announced anything. I think there was one match they announced, which I have right here. Uh, Six-person tag match uh, will be Brian Myers, Neil Dashwood, and Sam Beal against Matt Cardona, Chelsea Green, and Jake something. That'll be a good match uh impact in 60 will be the best of kenny omega so that, that'll be damn good uh next week's best uh, uh next week's impact in 60 will be uh featuring mickey james nxt from last night we uh we have uh samoa joe he ain't in a suit is he matt he ain't there to be in a suit this week. oh crossy uh i liked how he called it a field trip to raw that bus ride home was terrible too. Uh, if you had just brought Scarlett along as a chaperone, nothing. Would have I, I yeah, I guess, I guess I never even touched on that. Took away his entrance, didn't give him Scarlett, jobbed him out in two minutes. God, I'm still pissed. Uh, I, I love Angry Regal too. Angry Regal coming out. Angry Regal is great. Um, how could he not? remember that he said unless provoked i mean come on come on regal uh joe guaranteeing somebody's gonna go to sleep tonight <laughs> somebody did go to sleep didn't they matt uh, bum, 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 bum. i had that on this i had that on the soundboard at one time but oh i don't know where my i don't ever remember you having that on the board i just never used it so that's why i bumped it off Oh, I wish I'd have known you had that. We could, I, dude, that's a great thing to use. I could probably replace something like all, all the all the things that Rob Rob Booking does. I mean, that's a perfect sound effect for that. 
There it is. I told you it's on there. We got yes, that's awesome. Good shit. Hey yo. Those are the those are the ones that uh, moved on to page two. I could probably that's, move this to page two now. That's tremendous. Why? I'll move that to page two. Move that to the recycling bin. Why? Trash. <laughs> what am I? What's going on here? I don't know what the hell is going on here. Break things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. All right, there you go. Price is Right is now back on page one. Are you happy? Happy you don't play that damn Nia Jackson anymore. What? I hate you. Dummy, yeah. Yeah. Fun with soundboard. I need to add some more sounds. I, I have a list of things I want to add, but. You know, what we have is, is good. Do ya! Uh, Diamond Mind. Roddick Strong, Tyler Rust, take it on Kushida, Bobby Fish. I kind of like I kind of like Diamond Mind. Uh, uh, I was just going to say I'm really not feeling Diamond Mind. <laughs> I, li- I, I say I kind of like them. I'm, I thought they would be a bigger deal based on the yeah, vignettes. They're, they're boring as hell right now. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like them. I want to see. I kind of like the gist of it, but yeah, it's not exciting, overly exciting right now. And I thought it'd be a bigger deal. Probably supposed to be a bigger deal because they're supposed to have Marina Shafir and some other people in it. But um, so this wasn't Plan A for Diamond Mine, by the way. But that was a good, uh, damn good tag match, though, wasn't it? I thought it was fine. I've never been in that excited about Tyler Rust. I'm kind of coming around on him a little bit more now. Um, much like I was coming around on Everize and then they got fired. So, uh, Kushida and Fish work really well together. That you could maybe put them uh, put them as a tag team down the line or something. Uh, they announced the next takeover. It's going to be SummerSlam Sunday. Um, oh, SummerSlam Saturday. So, yeah. Well, takeovers on Sunday though. So yeah, because well, SummerSlam is on Saturday. Yep, uh, SummerSlam weekend. It'll be on Sunday. Simply called NXT Takeover Thirty Six. Of course, uh, SummerSlam is on Saturday because that's what uh, the Vegas officials wanted. So, uh, Frankie Monet defeated uh, JC Jane. Uh, we got a nice little tease from Mandy Rose sitting in the uh, on the announce desk. Uh, I, I, I was uh, immediately jealous of uh, Wade Barrett. And the view he had. Uh, but I am looking forward to a Monet and Mandy Rose feud now. I think that'll be good. So are they feuding or are they teaming? Like, I'm, I'm not. Ooh, yeah, they, they, yeah. They've, they've yet know. to really make Mandy Rose's intentions clear yet. Yeah. And it's kind of funny how Robert Stone thinks he's a part of the group, but we all know he's not. <laughs> Poor oh, Robert. Robert Stone. What a jobber. 
Poor Robert. Uh, sit down interview with Wade Barrett and Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed taking on Adam Cole, baby, next week. Uh, next two weeks, of course, NXT is going to be on sci fi. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Austin Theory, another good match. I, I really enjoyed this one as well. Uh, of course, uh, Theory's and O'Reilly, both talented gentlemen. Um, they had a great little 15 minute match. I, I really liked it. Um, teasing a split from the way because there are reports that Austin theory may be getting called up again. So, which will suck. Cause he's the, the way has been such a good, a good, uh, stable, but you know, Vince don't give a fuck. Does he? I mean, he barely did anything with them the last time he was up there. Why the fucking waste? Why waste time and try it again? Right. Well, they did. I mean, he was, a. Uh, 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 he was a it, Seth Rollins lackey. Yeah, they weren't doing anything so he, he, with him. He, he got a shitload of TV time every week, you know. Uh, Legado del Fantasma was going to do a mariachi special, but they said, "Nah, fuck you. We don't like you. We're not going to do it." And then Hit Row came out. I I love this feud uh, between these two groups. I thought that was a great segment, Matt. Did you like it? It was all right. I love this feud, man. I love it. Uh, first round of the uh, breakout tournament. I think the breakout tournament already started on 205 Live. Uh, Odyssey Jones, man. I, this guy, I think it's got to be it's got to be this guy to win it. I think Matt, like he, the crowd loved him. He yeah, does. I don't. Some... I don't have. I don't have a clear favorite in this tournament. I don't, I'm not sure who they're going to book to win. Uh, you know, there's that Cameron. Uh, what the fuck's his last name? He had that great about match. the guy who used to work for Impact? No. Not to the moon! No. Uh, no, the, no the, there's a guy in the tournament that used to work for Impact. Is there? He looks like a drug dealer. I can't remember his fucking name. Uh, it's not this guy. This is the, the black guy that, uh, that had a great no, match not, with Kushida. Not, not, no, this guy's got like red hair. No, you think of, think of Carmelo Hayes, right? Carmelo Hayes, yeah. That, yeah that's he, my other he, favorite. Him and no, Odyssey. There's an, there's an, the, uh, there's another guy. Mark March is going to kick my ass for not remembering his damn name. But fuck, he 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 worked for Impact for a while in the X Division. He was doing a bunch of a bunch of crazy shit. Oh, Trey Baxter. Yeah, what was yeah, what was his name? Like Christian. Name? Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, he's fuck. I would, yeah, I would put him in a favorite too. He, he's he's very he's very talented. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Impact was dumb to not lock him up. I think he uh, had a match on AEW too before. Impact. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, he was pretty. He was he was bouncing around. Mm-hmm. But I mean, AEW can't sign everybody. No. Um, but especially if they're using like Sam Punk, Daniel Bryan, some of these guys they just gotta let go. You can't yeah. be in, you can't be in cabinet hoarding mode like WWE was a few years ago. Yeah, but no, Odyssey Jones, man, tremendous talent. Uh, with his ring gear, almost looks kind of like a, a young Mark Henry, too. Uh, but man, dude's four hundred pounds moving around like that. Jesus, impressive. Uh, crowd loved him too. Uh. <laughs> 
MSK got interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell. Uh, uh, Riddle was live tweeting all throughout NXT last night, and it was pretty good. Hey, I'd love to hang out with those guys. Yeah, we know what you want to do there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of yeah, L.A. Knight taking on Drake Maverick. We're getting some impact wrestling flashbacks with uh, those three guys. How, huh, Matt? <laughs> I think L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes thing, the Butler thing. I think I think that's been highly entertaining. It's it's been all right. I've loved it. Uh, Drake Maverick uh, uh, getting the defeat. L.A. Knight holding him up after the match, making uh, forcing Cameron Grimes to punch him. Of course, Cameron Grimes a little hesitant to to punch his buddy Drake Maverick, but he did it in the end. Uh, next week on NXT, Carmelo Hayes takes on Josh Briggs in the breakout tournament. Uh, this will be a hell of a tag match. Pete Dunn, Orny Lurkin against Champa and Thatcher and Adam Cole and Bronson Reed. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Zia Lee, uh, in, in the main event for the NXT women's championship, um, uh, came to an abrupt halt when Lee got hurt, but word is coming out that she is fine. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez is still your NXT Women's Champion. I thought Zia Lee might win this, and then Raquel goes heel on Dakota. I thought was was going to happen, but obviously none of that happened. Uh, no, but, Dakota Dakota goes heel on the tapings. Oh, does she? Yeah, I, she turns on Raquel. Finally, I've been predicting it for like six months. They've been teasing it for like six months, so of course she had to be right eventually. Yeah. Uh, let's roll into some headlines before we close this shit out. Uh, God, we've been recording almost two hours because, boy, it's been a week of wrestling. A lot of fucking shit happened this week. Uh, AEW's elite general manager released. What, you, what are your thoughts on that game, Matt? Honestly, I haven't had a ton of time to play it, so I, I can't really give a great a great opinion one way or another. Ask me, again, ask me again next week. I'll probably forget. Uh, I've gotten through all the. I've gotten through <laughs> the tutorial Fair phase. Enough. I've gotten through the tutorial. That's, that's all I got to do as well. I played through the tutorial. I haven't done anything else. Yeah, so. And I, I, I don't feel like playing through the tutorial is a good indication of oh, no, you know, you're, judging a game. Your hand is getting held and you're winning everything. So um, I'm not a mobile game guy as it is. So, you know, I, I at a time I was playing a lot of mobile games and now I'm playing zero basically. So uh, switching to this is, you know, I don't know if I'll, it'll keep my attention, but we'll see. I haven't touched it in like three days, if that tells you anything. Uh, oh, Monday. I think Monday's the last time I played it. Uh, Walter, uh, legit injured. He was supposed to take on Ilya Drag- uh, uh, Dragunov. Is that right? Um, in a rematch of what was a tremendous fucking match last year. Or was that last year? Or was that earlier this year? I can't. Pandemic. I'm so lost on the calendar here. Uh, but uh, legit hand injury for Walter. Uh, no word on how long he'll be out. Uh, Chris Jericho filing more trademarks. Filed one for the God of War. Because why not? Uh, some more action figures released. Uh, Britt Baker gets her first action figure finally. Uh, we got another Kenny Omega. Um, I believe a world champion version. Uh, and then uh, some LJN uh, superstars. Remember those LJN uh, figures? Did you have those as a kid, Matt? Not as many as I would have liked, but yes. Yeah, they're, uh, the LJN line is coming out for AEW. Uh, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, some great shit there. Uh, Ric Flair 
some great Ric Flair matches and interviews uh, from the Jim Crockett promotions that has been added to Peacock now, uh, as long as Peacock works. I'm still chuckling at the Pat McAfee line. Uh, SmackDown taping in Atlanta canceled. Was that supposed to, I wonder what happened there. Any, any word on that, Matt? No, I don't know. Hmm. That is very interesting. First, I thought that was a live show and I figured maybe all they just canceled it because they were not getting many ticket sales. But uh, speaking of ticket sales, uh, AEW in New York uh, already sold 16,000 seats. That is huge. Um, it looks like they may expand it to around 19,000 to get more people in. Um, they're going to open up some more areas and such. It does sit for 23,000 for tennis, but obviously a little more things involved in wrestling than tennis. So, uh, David, uh, Harry Smith, Davy Boy Smith Jr. signing back with the WWE. What are your thoughts on that, Matt? That's a lot to him, <laughs> right? Uh, Smith is now 35 years old. Um, it'll be kind of cool. Have a have kid be his manager. I think that'd be cool. Wouldn't hate it. Uh, of course, Smith making a name for himself in New Japan over the last few years. Uh, if you like the action figure thing, uh, Super Seven, of course, has done a tremendous job uh, rebrand, uh, rebooting the He Man Masters of the Universe line. Uh, they're going to do a line for Rock's Jungle Cruise movie. So you can get yourself a rock action figure with yellow suspenders and all that fun stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, here you go. WWE and TikTok launching a SummerSlam ring announcer search. Matt, you gonna you gonna get TikTok and put in your submission? Not a chance in hell. Yeah, I, I had some friends saying they were excited to do that. And I go, how about you read Justin Roberts' book? Then you won't be excited. Uh-huh. Uh, the Rock's uh, Disney Plus series is going to be debuting this week. It's called Behind the Attraction. Um, documentary series uh, that de- dives into the inspiration, background, and creation of some of the top attractions at Disney theme parks. Uh, so that'll... Uh, uh, there are going to be 10 one-hour episodes uh, that cover the Jungle Cruise, Star Tours, Disney Castles, Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, woo, woo, and, uh, and others. If you have the Disney Plus, then uh, go check that out. Uh, Cincinnati is going to be the home of AEW's, uh, de- they're going to uh, make their debut in Cincinnati. And uh, I wonder if uh, John Moxley will be on that card, huh? Such good shit hometown of john moxley uh so uh, i i expect a very raucous crowd for uh their debut in cincinnati uh wednesday september 8th is when uh it's gonna be the it's gonna be the uh the the first show after uh all out so uh it's gonna it's gonna be a wild one as it is man and then you, you're gonna get that moxley pop it's gonna be a fun show uh we already talked about naomi uh, some notes from Mike Johnson on Money in the Bank. Um, John Cena's entrance not listed on the run sheet, so it was kept a secret from a lot of people in the company uh, outside of a small circle. Uh, Becky Lynch was backstage. Uh, I'm sure she smiled when the crowd chanted for her. And then Charlotte flipped them uh, off, and uh, then Peacock uh, uh, blocked her. They bird blocked her, so to speak. 
Uh, Linda McMahon was backstage and uh, was sitting ringside. Um, Stephanie McMahon was in attendance. No, uh, no word about Shane McMahon. And uh, Zelina Vega's entrance gear, tribute to the late Aaliyah's uh, role in the Queen of the Damned movies, was what that was from. Uh, nine episodes of AWA on ESPN has been added uh, to Peacock from 86 and 88. With uh, You get to see some of the, uh, the early days of uh, Shawn Michaels and the, the Midnight Rockers on that. Um, Mattel has released an Ultimate Edition New Generation Arena. Uh, very cool, I think. It, a very uh, kind of a classic 80s set with the, uh, the neon entrance theme and the, uh, and the uh, branding on the ring. I think that's pretty cool. Um, and nine names are advertised for wwe's return to madison square garden which comes out on september 10th uh it's going to be a super show advertised to appear roman reigns uh bobby lashley drew mcintyre edge bianca belair sasha banks charlotte flair and seth rollins Uh, something I forgot to mention on on uh, Slammiversary, uh, we got a vignette that uh, Drama King Matt, the former Aiden English, is going to return to pro wrestling. What were your thoughts on uh, on that there, uh, that reveal on Slammiversary, Matt? That's cool. I mean, good for him. We'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Savannah Evans, who uh, has worked on AEW Dark and uh, trained by George South, uh, she has signed with Impact as well as John Schuyler. Um, John Schuyler's been on AEW quite a bit, um, had an ACL injury. Uh, he's also appeared in WWE as Ricky Roberts. So Impact uh, signing some some people. Uh, for those uh, wondering about Bray Wyatt, where the hell he's been, they are just basically belief among people backstage is it's, it's, not, it's not a creative issue. There's no timetable for his return. I don't get it, Matt. I don't know what to tell you, man. I really don't. I don't know. Uh, we already mentioned John Cena. The summer of Cena, baby. He's going to be working all the Raws, all the Smackdowns, and even house shows all the way from July 23rd up to August 21st, which is, of course, SummerSlam. Uh, former ECW world champion, Steve Carino coming out of retirement for one match only to face his son, Kobe Carino in uh, at PWF in North Carolina. Uh, last time Carino wrestled was in 2016 when he faced Cody Rhodes in ring of honor. And of course he's been working as a performance center coach and producer for WWE since 2017. A uh, big name backstage at raw last night. The undertaker was there. Um, wonder if he had some words for carrying cross after he came through the curtain and, uh, and getting his uh, ass fucking be- yeah probably not it, it, it'll get better kid uh mick foley talking about shanky taking 20 chair shots big fan of drew but 20 chair shots should either be done to build a feud of epic proportions or they shouldn't be done at all 
So I guess uh, uh, Foley wasn't a fan of the... Uh, His chairs. body was gnarly afterwards. Yeah, there's a, a video from at WWE on there on the Twitter. Uh, one thing to do a chair it's one thing to do a chair shot it's another thing to like scarf somebody's body like that yeah I think it was I think it was a little too far a little bit just a little bit uh, ringside collectibles is going to have a rock and sock collection uh, two pack there so that's pretty cool uh, elite uh, WWE elite two pack Uh, let's talk about some uh, some some viewership here. Uh, July nineteenth, uh, Monday Night Raw, uh, return of John Cena, big boast over three hundred and twenty, almost three hundred and ten thousand more viewers tuned in for Raw with a one point nine two rating. There, um, SmackDown, their first live audience in a long time, they got a big boost of roughly uh, three hundred thousand people as well, two point one eight million. Uh, NXT. Um, this week uh, a slight increase surprising after uh, Vince shit all over the brand on Monday night uh, they did earn 4,000 viewers to go uh, 709,000 um, as Look, the fact the fact they went up against the NBA finals they should be very proud of themselves yeah uh, last week they were at 705 and that was their first time at 700,000 since early May I mean the great American bash didn't even get that uh, a number uh, that good of a number on July 6th. So it had been the first week of May since they had crossed over 7,000 before they did it last week. Uh, AEW Dynamite uh, last week popped over the 1 million mark, 1.025. Uh, and of course, we'll get tonight's uh, Dynamite numbers next week for you. Uh, Impact Wrestling, 109,000 viewers. They're kind of been kind of low, lower lately. But with some new blood in there, will it be interesting to see if. Uh, yeah, see if that uh, that comes out, uh, comes up for him. Well, that's gonna do it for this edition of Lost the Mid Card. Uh, lots to talk about, and we're just gonna it's gonna be continuing on over the next two months, man. It's gonna be insane. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun there. But uh, thank you to Spiderduck.net to being our host and enabling us to be on iTunes spotify and any of your favorite podcasting apps all you got to do is search for lost in the mid card hit that subscribe button that way you know every time a new episode comes your way typically every thursday and uh but if you subscribe at least it helps uh helps uh let you know when a new episode comes your way and you can find us on the youtube watch the video version of this podcast and the links to all that are on our pinned posts on facebook and twitter facebook.com slash lost in the mid card or twitter at litmc podcast or you can see everything all together on our our new website at lmt clm jesus christ lost in the mid card yeah litmc podcast.com it's getting late uh you can find matt on the twitter at rob showtime myself at jb huskers and before we ride off into that sunset matt what are your final thoughts it was a crazy day and i i something tells me tomorrow's gonna be dead because i don't see how any way that they news could i don't see any way news tomorrow could top what we had today so no, no. hopefully i didn't just jinx us <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, it's, uh, it's gonna be hard to top today, but, uh, you know, it's going to get interesting as, as we go on. So for Matt Black, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to lost the mid card and we will catch you next week. <laughs>